0: The Shark MMA Show. This is Jim, the podcast sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Mm, Let's get ready to podcast! Hey guys, just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark the Shark, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, www.retortofamilybooks, you can get an autograph signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to www.retortofamilybooks.com. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the click the support button found at anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. And that's marks both with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the mark the shark MMA show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action, thriller, suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. The paperback version only on BarnesAndNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. We're back on the Mark the Shark MMA show. Today I got a very special guest, UFC fighter, Sam Alvey. How you doing today, sir? Hey, I am doing wonderful. How are you today? Good, good. good. Yeah, so you, you're a very busy man, right? You still what are you training? You just got done training? Oh good. Did you just uh you got done training now or oh man You always keep me busy? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so how did you, um, get, well, to get a little background I mean, how did you get into uh, mixed martial arts? I, I think you did some wrestling in high school, right? Uh, yeah, kind of, but that, I, I mean, yeah, I don't
1: wrestle at all in my fights or even practice. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just kind of stumbled into it. I, I never watched it, never knew about it, never did any striking or anything. Someone just offered me a chance to fight in a cage, and I said, yeah, let's do it. That would, that would be great. And then i've just ended up in
0: the ufc that's like, that's kind uh, crazy right because i i was okay. actually going to say that I, like in a lot of your fights like i saw it like i've seen on the internet like you know you had, you had a little wrestling experience you know i guess in high school or whatever but like when you watch your fight you never seem to use any of your wrestling you seem to be more yeah. of a uh, like you like yeah I'm, man. I'm a team wrestler
1: i just like doing it so i did it for a couple of years in high school a couple years in college um, but yeah, never, never really wrestled, never really, was never all that competitive, just a good practice on I me mean, for the, for the good guys. Yeah. Cause you seem to like, to like to strike a little bit more, right? The fans like it. The fans like, uh, like the punchers more. So I've, uh, you know, always got to please them. Yeah. That's
0: interesting. Now, just for anybody who doesn't know, you were also on the ultimate fighter too. I sure was. I think season 16
1: or 17, I believe okay yeah and how, how did you like that experience um it was good you know i did i tell it was really boring it was a boring six weeks not much happens You're just kind of stuck in a house with with 15 other guys and you just talk about fighting for six weeks you had to work out once maybe twice a day not on the weekends um so it was really it was a far easier training schedule than i was used to and um it was it was a good time though. I met some great coaches. I met some great great athletes on the show, and I've very been very happy to be be working
0: alongside of them since then. And that, that's interesting that you say that you found that the training during that six week period uh, easier than your normal training. Because I would think, I'm wondering if the training was easier because you guys were expected to fight more in a shorter period of time. Do you think that was the reason, or? Is it just that your personal training that you did prior to the show was so intense that you just found yeah. out training was easier? Oh,
1: that's what I think it is. I think uh, the, the way I train outside of the UFC or outside of the UFC, uh, the, the ultimate fighter is just far more. I do far more than I did in the show, I, and I always have, and I, I plan on always doing it. And when I'm a coach, I'm going to have my guys do more. Uh, I, I'm never going to go into a
0: fight having trained less than somebody else. Oh, man, that would make sense, right? And then you fought over in Bellator before the UFC, right? Yep, yep, even before the Ultimate Fighter. I was. I had, uh,
1: back when Bellator was doing the $100,000 tournaments, fought with Bellator, won one, lost one, and then they, they cut me. Okay, and then you went right from there to the UFC? That the next? Oh, uh, no, I went from Bellator to I fought a couple times outside of Bellator, and then I went on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, didn't win the Ultimate Fighter, so I fought in the MFC after the Ultimate Fighter, and after a year and a half or so on the Ultimate fu- or on uh, the MFC, then I went to the UFC. So I had a long, long career getting there, but uh, I got there, and I hope to stay there forever. Yeah, you got a lot of fights—forty fights. That's
0: yeah, a lot, man. forty fights. That's a lot. <laughs> now, what are your expectations for for this year, considering like? Like, how, how is it now with the coronavirus? Do you um, train any differently? Or is it that you limit access to just certain training partners? No, I
1: haven't slowed down at all. I mean, when the world was quarantined, I was still working out twice a day. Uh, I honestly, I'm under, I'm under 55 in athletic. I, I'm not, I, I've got nothing to fear from it. My training partners have nothing to fear from it. Um, so we've just, we've kept a very strong training schedule throughout everything.
0: Oh, that's it. Pretty interesting. Okay, and now do you expect to have any more? Uh, you have any fight scheduled for this year coming up? October twenty fourth will be my next one. I'll be
1: over on uh, the UFC's Fight Island. Uh, I would love to fight at least twice more this year, but we'll see. We'll see what works out. Um, yeah, but I I've, October twenty fourth, I'm fighting a guy by the name of Da Un Young. <laughs> that's that's
0: interesting. And, that's yeah. in, uh, and the island is in Abu Dhabi, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, so is this going to be your first time over at Abu Dhabi, or have you been there before? Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is my first time over there. I've been to the. I, I've been. I've been around the world once or twice, but this is be my first time there. Okay. Now,
0: when you travel around the world for your matches, do you um, get to enjoy it, or is it you're just like so involved with the training and promoting no, that you I, don't get to enjoy it?
1: I, I I'm usually allowed to get out there uh, one week prior to uh, to the fight, so I get out there a Saturday before the Saturday I fight, and I see the world. So I go out. I, I, I'm one of the few fighters that does that. I, I go out and I experience where I'm at. Uh, I've been to Poland. I now know I I know De, Danks. De, can't say it. Danks. Pol- I know. I I know a little bit about everywhere I've been. Um, I, I've eaten the food everywhere. I've had pizza in every country I've ever fought in, and uh, th- this one in Dubai will actually be a little different because, it, because of the COVID, I don't think I'm allowed to see much. I think I'm supposed to stay on the UFC's property, so I'll yeah. be in Dubai. I just don't think I'll get to experience Dubai that much. Yeah,
0: I haven't yeah. seen <laughs> much like, the, like the fight island yeah. facility, but I'm sure it. I'm sure, you know, Dana makes it top class, right? You, like, caters to you guys. You got your gym. Yeah, team. everyone You're says it. Like, kind of, like, chef's yeah. there for the three guys, right?
1: Yeah, the guys I know that have been there, they've, uh, they, they've said, yeah, the UFC's gone all out. He said, you, we will be comfortable, happy, well-fed. Uh, it'll be good.
0: Okay. Now, are you still training with Dan Henderson?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm still, still getting beat up by Mr. Hendo himself. <laughs> how, how does that feel? Uh, oh, it's it's just, it's so much fun having someone at his level in the gym with me. Uh, just somebody who's been there, done that, beaten that, and
0: can show me, can show me a thing or two from anywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you get to work out with a legend every day. That's, like, quite an honor. I mean, but, like, when you storage your... MMA career, was that, your, that wasn't your first gym, was it, that you went to, or was
1: it? No, for the first four or five years of my career, I just, I was self-taught. I kind of started a gym, just made it up as I went. Um, I didn't know who Dan Henderson was until I met him, and that was, I was probably 12 and 2 or 12 and 1 when I met him, um, and then, then I learned who he was, but that was about the time I learned what the UFC was. Oh, wow. So you had no idea that the gym you were going to featured a guy who was like a multiple world
0: champion in
1: MMA. No and idea. Though. My wife did a bunch of research when deciding where I was going to go. And um, she, she found Team Quest out in Southern California, and she found a couple other gyms, too, that, that she thought would have been good fits. But uh, Team Quest ended up being just, just the right glove. Yeah, man. Because he, he, he
0: st- he's like in his like mid-40s right now. He just turned 50 last week. All right. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. So me and him were born on the same, because I turned 50 in December. Okay. <laughs> so if me and him were 2 old farts, is it, is he still? Does he still, like, manhandle people? Like, oh, like he still got that punch? Was it, was it like cross or something like that, right? It's yeah, like that. for three rounds,
1: but he's really good for one round. Uh, so he'll, he'll get in there and he'll beat anyone up for, for most of, you know, for whatever round you put him in in there. That's great. That's great.
0: Now your your wife is is your manager,
1: right? Or, yeah, she's my manager. She's she's my chief corner. She's my hand wrapper. Uh, she she does anything and everything. Now, was she in the martial arts? Awesome! No, or? I started about the same time. Uh, I met her before I ever fought, um, and we've just kind of been growing up with it. Well,
0: That's pretty interesting. Now you got like a lot of kids. Too. You got like five kids, right? Yeah, we've got five kids.
1: Uh, for now, we'll probably probably have you know a few more, um, but for now, but for now, I always say, let's see how my next fight goes. Uh, so, I
0: laugh dude, because I got I got four four daughters myself. Okay. Whenever, whenever I tell people that, their jaw just like drops. <laughs> like, when I did my my online research, <laughs> he's got because there's very few people that have more kids than me. So it's like yeah. my hats off to you. Yeah, got <laughs> Three boys, two girls so far. Yeah, that's a blessing, man. God bless you. And if you're looking at more, God bless you more, man. That's a lot of patience, man. <laughs> well, I'm not
1: funny when I get older, so one of these
0: kids are going to be real good at something and be able, to, be able to retire me. Yeah, man, that's great. Now, so right now you're, you're at the light heavyweight division, right? Yes. So is the next match gonna. Is, so is that your uh, weight division that you're planning to stay at?
1: I'm I'm very willing to go back down to 185. Uh, I'm I'm a little small for 205, but I was big for 85. Um, but I, I I hold the power everywhere I fight. Heavyweight, light heavyweight, I, I hold the power all of you
0: know everywhere. Yeah, I've noticed that when you fight, you just you just get that. You have like like a like when I watch you fight, it's like you are kind of like orthodox, unorthodox it seems like, and then you yeah. just get that one shot in and knock people out. Now, I, I've I've heard that a time or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when you were growing up, uh, like you didn't do any martial other than wrestling, you didn't do anything at I, all. I, I junior and
1: senior year of high school, but I never did. I, I was a band nerd. I played trumpet for about twenty years. Um, that that's as athletic as I was. I played the trumpet. I mean, I played baseball and. I was never any good, but I played it. Uh, I, I was just I I like playing. I like tooting on my trumpet. I got it on the the wall behind me there. There's the yeah, guitar. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I read about that too. That you like. You're like a good musician. I just started tinkering around with that with the guitar and the piano myself. Okay. Yeah, I had to do something to keep my mind. You know, yeah. there's piano, right, so I had to start something. There. <laughs> yeah. So so you got this fight in October. And then hopefully you get another one in. Um, so, so you, you don't foresee yourself like retiring for a long time, then right?
1: I hope not. I, I Hendo he, he retired at forty six, and I would love to you know retire at forty six in a day, just to say I've done it longer than him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's an accomplishment, right? <laughs> now, out of all the guys you fought, like who, who do you cite? Who do you think was your, like your toughest opponent?
1: Uh, Nate Marquardt, I think he was probably the toughest guy I fought. He was just, he was, he was, he was easily the strongest guy I've ever fought. Uh, but then he, he had the striking and he had the jujitsu. He just had everything that, that could go wrong for me. And I still
0: found a way to win, but he, he was the toughest one I fought. I was going to say, like, he beat him. That was like 2017. And he was like a very, I don't think he fights anymore, though, right? Anymore now. He might have just retired. Yeah. Because yeah. he was around for a long time. Yeah, he was the king of
1: Pancrase back in, what, 2001, 2002
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he did a lot of, gra- he did, like, I think the uh, Abu Dhabi um, championships in terms of grappling. Yeah. Yeah. He's very well-rounded. And then you also beat, I mean, hats off to you, you beat, like, some pretty, like, you can honestly say whether you win the belt or not, there's some question there as to whether you beat some really good opponents. I mean, you beat Nate Marquardt, King of Pancras, and then you beat Rashad Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know, recall whether that was before or after he held the belt or not. Uh, Rashad was,
1: I think it was after Marquardt. But uh, yeah, it was it was another good fight. I uh, would have liked the knockout, but uh, I stopped his takedowns. So, so that was a that was a big uh,
0: big yeah. bonus point for me. Yeah. Now it was. Was that after he had the belt or before he had the belt? That was after he had the belt. Yeah, because yeah. he's got, um, you know, he's got pretty good boxing. I mean, and yeah, yeah.
1: I felt that too, but for for my fight, he wrestled most of it, and uh, I don't think he ever got he, he never got me to touch the ground, so I st- I stopped almost everything.
0: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I'm like, and then you freed uh, Dallas Latest. I mean, he was never a world champion, but like Rashad Evans, we beat, beat more court. Yeah. It, yeah, like a pretty. An NUP. Oh, you lost Antonio Negra. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> was winning. To, like, guys, like a beast, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't go to, you know, hold your head down with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Now, have I mean, you ever thought, so you, you plan to stay and hopefully stay with the UFC. Have you ever um, thought about, like, maybe like in a few years like moving off somewhere
1: else or just... if i can stay with the ufc for the rest of my career i will uh there are a lot of other good organizations out there i love the pfl bellator is a ton of fun uh, one fc that would be that would be a dream come true to fight overseas like that um even russia uh, they they've got a couple couple of just wonderful shows so that there, there are there are a couple other shows that that if for whatever reason the ufc i wasn't working for them that i would love to work for but the ufc is just it's the king of mma i'm just a huge fan of of fighting for those guys now being a
0: fighter are you also like an avid mma fan like you watch every single fight even if you're not on the car i do not watch every single fight like i didn't see any of
1: the fights from this last weekend yeah but i I am busy
0: so i couldn't watch them either busy with the kids
1: yeah i actually i was yeah i was taking them to and from a birthday party
0: so yeah that's what i was doing yeah actually i had to sleep over there yeah but i was doing the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah that's it's crazy right
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. but they even like watching it the kids do they they love watching the mma also
0: now do you have your um kids involved in martial arts at all like yeah yeah i hope they never fight
1: but uh they'll be able to uh, so, yeah, they do jiu-jitsu and wrestling and MMA and tap dance and baseball, and they, they do everything. They're both playing instruments already. Uh, well, two of the five are playing instruments already. Oh, yeah. What what instruments are they playing? So my little boy, he's playing the piano, and okay. uh, my little girl, she's playing ukulele. Okay. Yeah, it's good,
0: man. Music's good for you. Yeah, it works your brain. Works. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what's your, your training schedule like? Do you do, like, two sessions a day or three
1: sessions? Two or three, depending on if I'm in, in camp or not in camp. Uh, Wednesdays I do do a little more than the rest of the week. But um, I, I try and stay busy. My, my pro class at Team Quest is 1030 every day, and then I work out again at night. I'll either do jiu-jitsu or some boxing or Muay Thai. Uh, I'll, get, I'll usually get a run or two in there throughout the day. Um, so I, I get a solid four to six hours of work a day.
0: Oh, that's good man that's great i don't know how you guys do that though <laughs>
1: it's, it's easier i just did a few miles hard. today i'm
0: tired yeah
1: it's easier now when we get paid at the end
0: yeah yeah that's great that's great now when the ufc gotta ask this question because the ufc did away with like you know allowing to get um sponsors right then they switched over to where they were just with like Reebok. did that yeah
1: Oh, that helped me a ton. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, sponsors are hard to get. Uh, sponsors are hard to get, and for the most part, they never paid. Uh, the superstars got paid the Dan Henderson's, the GSP's, the John Jones, they made some money off it. But the rest of the guys, they, they didn't make much. Uh, so if, if I had to guess, I'd say the Reebok deal helped more people than hurt them. Uh, and especially right now, I, I think I'm in the high. I think I'm getting 20 grand a fight now from Reebok. Um, and it's, it's
0: just, it's helping a ton. Yeah. Cause I remember when it first came out, there, were, there was people were saying it helps and then it doesn't help. But like to your point, it's good to see that it actually helped. Cause like you say, a lot of sponsors, you know, it's like, uh, Jake's auto body shop. Like how much money they're going to give you. You know what I mean? Right.
1: <laughs> and I mean, yeah. And the, the big ones, the Hayabusa and all that, the, the UFC, prior to Reebok, they made it so if you wanted to sponsor a fighter, you had to pay the UFC, is like, twenty or $40,000 a year. And then you could sponsor however many cards you wanted. So when that happened, the, the people that could afford sponsorship dropped way down. They, they just stopped doing it. So you get the Hayabuses and the Condom Depots and stuff that were willing to pay a lot of money to the top guys and almost nothing to the lower guys. So um, the top guys lost some money on Reebok, but all the, the
0: lower the lower guys they, they made up pretty well. Yeah. which I think, you know, everything's gotta balance out. You guys, if it wasn't for guys like you, no one would be watching, right? Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yeah. So I mean I think you guys should get, you know, a little boost actually. I'll tell them to give you a raise. I'll tell him I said start <laughs> giving <him> a raise. <laughs> Man, I like, to, I like to meet that guy. How, you, have you had, like, a lot of personal conversations with Dana or what? Or is it yeah, just, like, I've
1: talked to him probably four or five times. He's a great guy. I mean, he, he honestly, he's the same in person as he is on TV. Uh, yeah. He drops the F-bomb just as much, but he's just as smiling and friendly. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he really goes out of his way to talk to his fighters to enjoy the company of the fighters. So, he's I, I'm really a big Dana White fan.
0: Yeah. He seems like he'd be really a really cool guy because he's like, what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we're in other, um, you know, other businesses or, you know, other companies you may work for, you know, like for the normal shows like me, like the people at the top are like, well, like, you know, mm-hmm. fake and everything like that. But in, I guess in, in your line of work, right, you got to, you got to kind of be honest because guys can like take your head off, you know Yeah. What I mean? All right? <laughs> Now, have you ever, let me see how I I phrase this, because I'm assuming that everybody's answer would be yes. What do you think it would, like if you were, how can I I ask this question? How would you feel if you got like a title shot right now? Like, like, is there, whether it's against John Jones or someone else, like? Shoot, I I mean, it'd be life-changing. And I, I
1: truly believe I could beat anyone in the division um i i think uh the light heavyweight division right now everyone's good but nobody's close to john jones good um uh, so I, I but now that john jones is vacating the title it's an open title and i think i could beat anyone in the division it's because i mean i know everybody's
0: like oh i want to fight for the title but i mean there's got to be some realistic expectations right you're going to go through all this milestone and then you could you could possibly be like a fighter like uh, like like Nate Diaz who's like the workhorse you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he doesn't really go for the title but he goes for like the big big names, uh fights or like Cowboy Donald Cerrone right who's more I want to get as many as in as many in although I think it's more because he's an adrenaline <laughs> and he's just he's just I mean, anybody who rides bulls, jumps out of airplanes, like, on a week they got to go for a fight. I mean, that's just, like, someone on the planet. But he's a, he's great to watch, though. I, I admire that guy. Everyone loves Cerrone. Have you,
1: have you yeah. met him? Yeah, Cerrone's great. I have met him, I don't know, half, a dozen times or so. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, very friendly, very, very down-to-earth
0: guy. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever – did you see like some fighters they put on the show, I hate you, I'm gonna kick your ass, and the other guy's going back. Some of that I think is a lot of stuff. Yeah. But have you ever like got into a fight and an after fight, like you guys aren't that banged up, like go out and have a beer with the guy or anything like that? Or I
1: well, I mean I am very friendly with everybody I've I've sparred with or everyone I fought with. I don't drink, so I can't say I've ever went and had a beer with anyone. But <laughs> but uh I, I've gone out and, and you know just hung out with the guys before. That, that'd be pretty cool. That's
0: pretty
1: cool. Yeah, I a still Facebook and Instagram friends with four or five of them.
0: Oh, that's interesting, right? And then, because uh, I remember I went to a UFC. This is like decades ago. It was in Atlantic City. And I think uh, one of Henzo's guys was that Matt Sarah. I think he was fighting at the time. And then after the fight, I mean, this is the one thing I love about MMA that you would never see with any other professional sport, uh, sport. You had you had the you had the event, and then after the event, all the fighters were hanging out in the casino afterwards, which I thought was really cool. So they were like really approachable, you know. Whereas like if you were to go to like a professional basketball game, you know, or a baseball game, chance of you hanging out. With the, with the professional athletes, you know, slim to none. But they were all, like, hanging out, talking, yeah. you know. like Yeah,
1: shoot, when I, when I fought Alex Nicholson, we actually hung out before the fight. I think it was the day before weigh-ins. We went and chilled in the, the hot tub for an hour together. We just kind of shot the shit, and this was two days before we fought.
0: That, and, that's unique. I think some fighters think they actually have to have it in their head. Yeah,
1: oh, know, I gotta. I, I guess some did right. Like I, I gotta train myself to hate this guy in order to to put. Yeah, I never but, got that. I understand. I mean, I, I, some people, not many fighters are like me. A lot of fighters grew up their entire lives knowing they were gonna be fighters, knowing that they were gonna beat the best in the world. I had no idea. I did. I didn't mean to be a UFC fighter. Uh, I, I stumbled into it, and I, I, it's the greatest mistake I've ever made. I, I love this sport. I love what I do, and. I, I love uh, every opportunity that, that, that MMA has given me in life.
0: Yeah. that's why that's why your nickname is smiling, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> You're always smiling. You know, that's a good outlook to have on life, though, right? I have a father-in-law like that. He never like takes a lot to get him mad, but his main focus, I think, like when he was younger, he was always like, he had some incidents that uh, you know mentally affected him, he got him mad at the world. But then he like changed, you know changed his whole mindset at one point in his life. Now it's like, you gotta live yeah. life, right? You gotta enjoy it, be happy. Yeah, I
1: get paid to do something I would have done for free. I, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this.
0: It's great, it's great. And it's, it's it's like kind of a blessing for you guys, right? Because not everybody gets to do that, right? They get the, you know, yeah. i with the boss, they don't like. come home. Yeah. Work. Great, it's great to
1: see yep, you. Yep, yep. No, I love my job, I love clocking in, I love my boss. It's, I'm really, a, I, I couldn't I couldn't be happier. Yeah.
0: Now with all the people, whether it's you, you fought them before or not, like who who is like your favorite MMA fighter? Whether you know, whether it's someone you train with or someone you fought like uh, Well I've always liked uh, Rashad Evans. He, he was always a
1: cool dude. Uh, at least on camera. Now I've met him a few times afterwards and he's great. Uh, Frank Mir. Frank Mir is one of the coolest guys I've ever gotten to hang out with at all. Uh, Shane Carwin, he's my coach on The Ultimate Fighter. He's just a wonderful guy. And then, then of course, my main coach, uh, Dan Henderson. He's just, you know, he, he, we have dinner together every now and then. So he, he's, he's like the, one of my better friends of all the fighters I've ever had or yeah. i ever met. Now, does Randy Couture come by at all? Or? No, I've only met Randy once or twice, and I don't think he'd recognize me. <laughs> That's great, though, man.
0: That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I, remember, I met Frank Muir once, not that he's ever going to remember. It was, it was at uh, – it wasn't in – it was actually – I'm from Jersey, so it was like a sporting arena near my house. It's a caucus. Okay. And Matt Serra was on that card too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that was the night Matt Serra got knocked out by spinning backfest. But uh, yeah, oh I got – I got a, a, a shook Frank Muir's hand. I just remember. He's a fucking big dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he beat uh Tank Abbott. That was before he became the, the
1: Oh, the that would have been beast. a minute ago, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I just remember because he was just coming up. He was like a young kid at the time. I think he was like twenty or something. And I just remember shaking his hand and I'm like, he's a big dude. He's My whole hand he's like disappeared inside his hand. And I'm yeah. But yeah, that was that was a great show. I don't I'll forget that. I think, uh, to think Manifel, 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 i think Brandy Randy. Might have fought that fight one too. Think
1: Randy was on that car. That was before I was watching MMA, so I, I I know all the names, but I I don't know that. Like I've never met Tank. I, I don't remember the fight between him and Mir. But that was all all before I was I was an MMA fan. And
0: what was, what was the first MMA fight that you
1: see that that said, "Oh, I want to do it. I want to get Shoot, in." Shoot, I. I didn't watch MMA till I was like ten and one as a pro. Um, yeah, no, I never watched. I never, I didn't know about it. It was just something fun somebody said I could do. The event, oh, my kids climbing at stuff he shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I didn't grow up watching. I, I don't remember the first fight I watched. It, it honestly, it might have been Hendover's Bisbing. But then again, I don't remember if I saw that fight live or if I saw that fight eventually. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was. so I've been fighting for about 14 years, and it's been about 10 years that I've been watching MMA. That
0: is like, I have to say that is like very unique. Because every every other MMA fighter I've interviewed for, they they like say they've seen seen some seen the event, and they're like, "Oh, I want I saw the first UFC, and that's what happened."
1: Yeah. Yeah, I might be the last alive that has a story like that, where I didn't mean to be a fighter. I had no desire to be a UFC, anything. Um, I just turned out I hit real hard, and I love doing it. So so I kept doing it. (laughs)
0: That's great, though. That's great, though. Now, you guys have – now, when you go to Abu Dhabi, are you taking uh, your family, or is it just you and your
1: wife? My whole family, everywhere I go. But uh, because of the COVID and all that, the DOC is not allowing me to have my whole family there. So it'll just be my wife.
0: Okay. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, this COVID thing dies down and everything can return to normal. I got a
1: feeling right around November 4th, it's going to die down and go away. Yeah, so do
0: (laughs) I. So do I. That's that's my prediction, yeah. Right the day before or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so you still you still play music instruments or or
1: yeah, I I learned piano and the ukulele with my with my kids. Um, I can still play the trumpet, but I'm not nearly as good as I once was. Uh, and my my little girl is real important to us that we got her to school without a mask or without an So we we've got her in a private school, and it sounds like I'm gonna help out teaching trumpet at that school a little bit too. So uh, oh, okay. yeah. I, Still fairly musically inclined. Uh, I've been told I'm the greatest karaoke voice ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that on film.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's great. Well, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but man, it was it was it's a great honor to have you on the show, and I look forward to seeing you fight in October. Hopefully get it Yeah, no, I,
1: I thank you so much for having me on, and and uh, yeah, that, that I, I can't wait for the fight.
0: Yeah. When you knock the guy out, say, this is for Mark the Shark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, have a good hey, one. Hey, you too, sir. Thanks day. for having me on. Enjoy your family and have a good one. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're very welcome. Thank you.
1: moments podcast and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA show.
0: Hi everyone. are you looking to, to increase your income and make your life more fulfilling? Well check out this Facebook page called Mindset. For Limitless Success. In fact, if you join now, you get a $200 dining voucher just for joining up. Check it out. Again, the name of the group is Mindset for Limitless Success. Check it out now. Marcus Sander was a normal family man. He was captured by the Nazis Imprisoned in torture His only means of survival Was to become a vampire Now his only fear Is on how to keep his daughter safe But not only from the Nazis But from the creatures of the Dark World Marcus the Vampire The first book in the Dark World Chronicle series Now available at www.retorialfamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. This is to all you parents out there. Are you looking for a great book for your child to read? Well, look no further. Christina Retorto has done it again by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RetortoFamilyBooks.com Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder, written by Christina Ritordo. It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate to his podcast for more amazing episodes. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark Ventura, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoy this podcast? Please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to mm-show.com. Again. It's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Hey, what's up,
1: world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA
0: Show. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Alright guys, this is Mark the Shark, and I got some great news. If you subscribe to my email list on my website, I will email you a promo code that will allow you to save 20% on any MMA gear or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gear put out by Hypnotic. All you have to do is go to www.markthesharkmmmmeshow.com and that is Mark with a C and not a K. And subscribe to my email list. Go ahead and subscribe today. right, guys. You can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show, and that's Mark with a C and not a K. And at, on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter, again that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. It's Mark M-A-R-C underscore Retorto R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. Hi, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. This is a message to all the parents out there. Are you looking for an inspirational book for your child to read? Well, check out a book written by a child, an 11-year-old little girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has two books. One is called Invisible Girl and one is called I Am a Survivor. Both inspirational books written by a child for a child, you can find them at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as her website, www.retortofamilybooks.com. Again, that's R-I-T, O-R-T-L. All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark, and to all the listeners out there. We would appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm mark the sh- slash mark the shark MMA show and click on the support this podcast button. And it's mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show.